Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 21 News Podcast. I'm Sydney Canty. Joining us today is Kathy Cook, who has served as president of St. Joseph's Hospital in Warren for the past eight years, but is retiring now. Kathy, congratulations to you, and thank you so much for joining us on this 21 News Podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, Kathy, let's just get right into it. You've been the president of the hospital for eight years, but you started as a nurse at St. E's. So just talk to us a little bit about what attracted you to nursing and what those early days in your career looked like. Okay, great. So I I always wanted to do something in healthcare, and my mom's best friend was a nurse, and her daughter became a nurse, so I think I just was drawn to that profession. And I went to school at St. Elizabeth's for nursing and my first job. And I've always worked either between the three hospitals in the Valley my whole career. So I, my first job was in surgical intensive at St. Elizabeth's. Wow, that's really interesting. Oh my goodness. So you subsequently became the chief nursing officer at St. E's. What challenges did you face in that position? Well, that is a big job and it's, um, it's great to be with so many nurses and mm-hmm. you know St. Elizabeth's Boardman and Warner and Magnet Hospitals which means the nurses really thrive in their profession so it's really an honor to lead those nurses. Um, the, the challenges of course are always just making sure we're doing the best we can for our patients and constantly looking to see how we could do things better but when you have a great team it's always you know I've always had great teams So my jobs have always been, you know, I've loved everything I've done. So what are, what were some of the most rewarding (laughs) moments for you? Um, I guess some of the most rewarding moments have been when I've um, helped other staff, either whether it's nurses or other people in healthcare, um, grow and become leaders or get new jobs in healthcare. So that they can continue, you know, serving and serving our ministry. So that I think is probably where I will walk away with the greatest satisfaction is how I've helped so many leaders to get into healthcare leadership. But also just we have grown just when I look back and think about what we did 39 years ago, 38 years ago, and what we do today, it's amazing the great healthcare that's here um, for our patients, and I'm proud of that. That's beautiful. Since the pandemic hit, nurses have been pressed into service in ways they probably never would have imagined when they were in nursing school. So they've really become heroes of this terrible time. Wouldn't you agree? A hundred percent and more. Um, It's who would have thought, right? And when it first happened, I think we thought maybe a couple weeks we would have these patients, and then it, and so here we are two plus years later, and um, we have learned nurses are resilient people. They're creative. They we've come up with ways of caring for these patients that you know we never thought we would have to do. Number one, but also I think that it's it's been very 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 difficult for them. So what we've really been focusing on, and I hope, and I know they'll continue, is really bringing joy back into why they became nurses, why people entered healthcare, 
because when you face a pandemic like that, it kind of makes you think, what the heck, what's going on? And, um, so, but they came into nursing for a reason. They want to help people and bringing that joy back. And so I think we've been working on that positively and it's been helping. How all the things that you've seen and you're helping other nurses and you guys have gone through this crazy thing, but you're kind of in it together and you're working through it. It's like we're peeking into the life of nurse cook right now and it's amazing so at the same time though we face a nursing shortage driven in part by baby boomers getting older so what do you see on the horizon to fix that problem um really working with the schools of nursing helping them seeing how we can partner with them making sure we have enough clinical sites so we can grow our nurses making sure that we are um, partnering with the universities to ensure successful graduation rates. Um, those are the things we need to do, as well as looking at other creative ways to care for our patients. Um, if, the, if there aren't as many nurses, you know, the LPNs are coming back um, into the hospital setting, which in my lifetime I've seen, we've had LPNs, we haven't had LPNs. So I see them returning and they have a very important role and also our, you know, our patient care givers, our HDAs, our healthcare associates, they're also crucial. So we have a student nurse programs. We're trying to do our own agency type nursing positions so that nurses can stay here and um, not have not want to go somewhere else and being attractional to the Valley because that's key. Wanting people to stay here, they don't have to leave home encouraging nurses that they, they graduate and then they think they're going to go somewhere else and many of them do that for a year or two but then they come back and then they stay here so that's great <laughs> i'm sure it is wow so moving forward to your time as a hospital administrator would you say that has been the most gratifying part of your career i mean i know we talked about some of the most rewarding things for you but what do you say that's been the most gratifying part and was it something that you always aspired to do so I would definitely say yes, it's been the most gratifying and I never ever imagined being a hospital president. Um, I always said yes when opportunities presented themselves to me through the years and all the different jobs. So it kind of like becoming the hospital president it took everything I did in home care and hospice and outpatient surgery and nursing all together. And, leading the whole entire team was definitely very gratifying and i felt like i was able to be influential and see changes and, and be supportive so yes it definitely was but i never ever thought that would happen were you nervous moving into that role or were you like i i've got this i can do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, i definitely was nervous um, and I think it was a good nervous because I think that you're too assured of yourself you're going to miss your blind spots so you always have to keep mm -hmm. your blind spots open at the time I had a um, very very strong mentor um, Bob Schroeder was our CEO at the time who selected me for the position as well as I was surrounded with other great leaders in our and continue to be I think that's how we are successful is our team is very strong and continues to be strong I definitely was nervous. I was like, oh my goodness, what's happening? But I felt like, okay, I'm going to do it. I can do it. And you surround yourself with good people. And the team at St. Joseph's is amazing people that come to work every day wanting to 
do a great job and otherwise I would not have been able to do my job. Because if you really, really stop and think about all the things that you know are happening, it would be too overwhelming. But knowing that there's good people in place has been a gift. Wow, some great advice there. Be humble, get yourself a mentor. I love that. So one of the issues in healthcare getting a lot of attention these days is the cost. So Kathy, do you see this problem getting better or worse? And what do you think should be done about it? I pray it gets better. Um, I think that the reality is reimbursement drives the market and reimbursement just continues to be tight. So I think all healthcare has to figure out how to provide services at a lower cost. Um, I think that just there's so many factors though, and we're going to really need our our congressmen and senators and stuff to work on that too because the price of, of medications alone, the skyrocketing price when we set our budgets every year, just having to account for inflation rates and the, in, the new medicines are great, right? But they cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have seen that. But I also think there's great um, treatments in oncology and cancer care that we're saving lives like we've never done before. And I think that it's it's gonna always get better, I hope. That's my, my I pray that that happens. But I definitely see the other reality is what's gonna drive cost up right now is scarce resources. And the whole you know supply chain is affecting healthcare just like it is, you know, people can't get certain foods in the grocery store. We can't get certain items in the hospital. Therefore, prices are gonna go up in order to get those scarce resources. So it's a difficult, very difficult situation. It is, it, it absolutely is. Um, just being in the spot that you're in now and you know, you're, you're where you are, do you have any advice or anything that you would say to nurses who were in your position when you were just starting out? That's a great question. I would say just give, Give your all every day, number one. You're, I People have come up to me in these past couple of months telling me how I impacted them or things that I said or year, from years, 30 years ago. And, and it's like, okay, you, you the other the thing to remember is every single thing you do, you're making a difference. You're impacting somebody's life. And always remember that. If you treat people that way, I think you can't go wrong knowing that do your best, whether it's a difficult interaction, a difficult patient, a difficult family, you are making a difference to them. And also say yes to opportunities. If someone sees something in you and they think that you'll do great at XYZ, then then do it. Because I think that's how I led my life and where I ended up. So, um, you know, everyone has a, a talent, a passion, a pathway. And I think that you have to stay open to possibilities. Wow, and if those those possibilities and those opportunities are terrifying for them, should they just do it anyway? Like, do it terrified? <laughs> um, yes, yes, for sure. But make sure, make sure you have somebody that always has your back, I think. And don't ever like put yourself out there alone. So know that if you take that step, you have support. I've had wonderful support at work and at home. I've had a wonderfully supportive husband and family so 
I think those are all key ingredients. Well, Kathy, I'm sure you have some people you'd like to thank or mention today. Would you like to do that? Oh, thank you. Well, first, my husband, who, you know, has been my rock. So that is, we, I, we got married. I got, I started at St. Elizabeth's in July of 1983. We got married in October of 1983. So he has been at my side through this whole journey. Um, my family, but also at work, we have, you know, great people. Jeannie Abel, who is the president at Boardman. She has at one point been my boss, at one point been my mentor, but at all points has been a friend and has been a great friend and I know she'll continue to be in my life. Um, there's so many people. I don't I don't want to miss somebody. Those are some key people. Bob Schroeder, who's no longer in the Valley, who moved away. I'm going to actually go on vacation and go to see him. Um, he really was in, instrumental in my career, so I'm very thankful to him. But every single person that works at Mercy has impacted me in some way, and I hope that I've impacted them in a positive way. Thank you so much, Kathy, for joining us today, and best of luck to you in your retirement. And thank all of you for listening to this 21 News Podcast.